that, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. If the sun is out and then he sees his shadow, then there's six more weeks of winter. I, this, this is insane. The sun is out. So he, oh, hi, it's Pete Pomisano. And welcome to another edition of RLTP's Off-Road. This week, one of the voices that we need to hear and we should hear and we should always honor the great Barbara Link LaRue, a grand dame of Buffalo Theater. I've wanted to talk to her for a long time. She finally agreed to step into my office, which is more like a green room at the Road Less Traveled Theater, and we had a delightful chat. And there's so much about Barbara that is is just just a wonderful story. And and uh, I mean, she told me about her parents, her father, who is who retired with an honor of emeritus at the University of Buffalo, worked in the physics department, and mother who supported her all her life, and her, her daughters, Heidi and Liz. Heidi is a Buffalo school librarian, and the mother of the grandkids, Maddie, David, and Avery. And, and Liz recently moved back to Buffalo after 27 years in Los Angeles. She's a graduate of Indiana University, got her SAG card, worked in film and TV and DJ. I, I should just let her tell you about it, but there was so much I had to say it up front. If you haven't seen Barbara Link LaRue on stage, and it's been a little bit of a while because she was supposed to be on stage in Three Tall Women for Second Generation, and of course, (laughs) then the pandemic hit. So you probably haven't seen her in a while, and hopefully she will be back soon because she is one of the great ones. Now, before we get to Barbara's interview, I just want to announce that Buffalo Toronto Public Media has recently established a new concept called Amplify BTPM, Buffalo Toronto Public Media Pods. And it's an attempt to help spread the news about community-focused podcasts. And I'm honored to say that RLTP's Off-Road is now featured as a locally produced podcast with locally focused content. Now, some of the key components include an integrated mobile app, Like you don't have enough apps on your phone already? Well, now you can get one at the Apple App Store or Google Play or whenever you get your apps. It's called Amplify BTPM Pods, Buffalo Toronto Public Media Pods. And this will be sort of a central location where all of these local podcasts and community podcasts can be found in one spot. And uh, they also have a podcast incubator, a distribution program, an internship program, and eventually newly built production studios so that'll be cool anyway we're here on the ground floor of this and we're thankful we appreciate that buffalo toronto public media has chosen us and uh, you can still hear us any way that you ordinarily do but this is just another way to get our story out there so thank you buffalo toronto public media go to their website wned.org amplify for more information and now on to the great Barbara Link LaRue, here on RLTP's Off-Road. My memoir is going to be called My Life on Main Street. <laughs> because I lived in Clarence in Harris Hill. My grandma was in Eggertsville. I live in Snyder now. Mm-hmm. Where were it's you, been where, up and down Main Street and then... Where were you born? I was born at Millard Fillmore Hospital in Buffalo. But it was in Buffalo. And were your your folks living in Buffalo at the time? My dad was in the Army 
in Texas when I was born. Mm. I was born right at the end of World War II. Mm -hmm. The bombs had just been dropped. Yeah. My mother was staying with my grandmother, I guess, and my but my gra uh, that grandpa didn't. My grandpa Sealander from Sweden <laughs> did not drive, but my grandpa Link did, and he took her to the hospital. She was in critical condition because oh. she hemorrhaged, and they gave her their Rh factor the wrong the wrong blood transfusion. Wrong blood transfusion. Mm -hmm. They didn't have recovery rooms in those days, or you know. So yeah. anyway, so he was called up from my dad was called up to come home, oh. but she was fine. <laughs> so you were born in Buffalo. Your brother yeah. lived in Buffalo. Your dad was in Texas. Yeah, but he's, he he was you, also from Buffalo. He was also from Buffalo. Yeah, but that was the war t war years. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I was six months old, my parent, or maybe even younger, my parents bought this little house in Harris Hill, mm -hmm. and I lived there my whole. Childhood. So, what school district was that? Well, that was Clarence, but I, I actually went to the Catholic parochial schools. I was at Sacred Heart in Bowmansville, then one year at St. Mary's in Swarmsville, and then Nativity was built. Good so, Catholic girl. Good cat. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then I went to St. Mary's High School in Lancaster, which is where theater hit me. Mm -hmm. um, there was a priest there named Father Gabriel Stapleton. He was president of the National Catholic Theater Conference. When I was 14, I got in The King and I. That was the first time I knew I could sing. Mm. And then um, 15 years old, I did Hamlet. I did Gertrude and Hamlet for the first time. When you were 15? 15. Okay. Yeah. I had this similar <laughs> voice to this then. Even, even <laughs> so, then you had this So I was motherly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But he was the president of this organization. His picture's in the front. But he was a fantastic director, hard taskmaster. Imagine when I was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. We did three plays a year there at, in high school. And that was, I'm sorry, and that was at where? St. Mary's. At St. Mary's, yes. Yeah, so I did Hamlet that, that year, and then I did Brigadoon in the spring. Yes, yes. And then Little Moon of Alban, which was a Julie Harris vehicle. Vehicle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. I did that part. And then The Wizard of Oz, I played The Good Witch. And then <laughs> Mary Stewart, which is a heavy-duty drama. And but then, now, this is high school, though. High school. Well, it must have started before that. I mean, all of a sudden you're in high school and you're doing all these le Gertrude and leading roles and things? It, it well, must have... yeah, I took, I studied dance from the time I was four. And I was in the Girl Scouts, so I did a lot of stuff so with that. So you did dance recitals dance and recitals, you did Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts volunteering, what, entertaining at the, the Veterans <laughs> Hospital, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I was the oldest kid in the neighborhood, and I ran the play stuff we did. Okay. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. all that Let's stuff. put on a show for our parents. Or it was, I, I would make a treasure box, hide it, and make a map, a treasury map, you know. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I, I forgot to ask. You said your grandfather was from Sweden? Yeah, Sweden. Yeah, but only your grandfather? is. I mean, are you Swedish on both sides? No. His wife, he married my grandmother, who was German. Mm-hmm. He emigrated here when he was 38 or 39, so he married late in life. Oh, okay. In fact, he had a very famous sister who was an opera singer. No kidding. But on my dad's side, yeah. my dad was Welsh. Oh. And everybody in Wales sings. Oh. You know, mm -hmm. they sing rather than go bowling. <laughs> There's a choral at the group pub? At, <laughs> in everywhere. Every pub? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know where I got the singing voice, but. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people in this in the later theater 
that I did do not know that I was a singer. No, that I, I did a lot of musicals. Musicals, yeah. yeah. Did, I did, you have, did you have other performing people in your past, in your family's past? Like, uh, I wouldn't call the Welsh singers. That's not really performance-oriented. I mean, no, they, they singing, sang, everybody yeah, sang. Yeah, choral uh, groups, But, yeah, but yeah. was there anybody else into performance, into, um, you know, stage work? or? That I don't know, but my parents loved the theater. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a great guy for costumes and hats and fooling yeah. people, and he was a real dry, witty jokester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of stories <laughs> of those. So, no, but he did end up in a couple of my shows as in a small roles. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was supporting you as, as a kid or or, they or when you later me. when you later when you were actually producing things. When I was producing is when he ended up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although this production of Hamlet, mm-hmm. he made the swords and he was he taught fencing. Really? So he did the choreography and taught them how to fence. What did he what did he do for a living? He did a lot. First of all, after the war, he ended up not in Korea, but first he was in the Army Air Corps. Mm-hmm. Then in, during Korean times, he was in the Marine Reserves. Oh, geez. He worked at Niagara Falls Air Force Base for a while. So he was uh, like a career guy, a career he, uh, Not as much as my brother. My brother ended up as a, a general in the Air Force and a pilot. So your dad was he stayed in the, he stayed in the military to go on to the Korean well he action. was he was after World War II they a lot of them ended up in reserves mm-hmm. so he was called up again I see I see yeah. it wasn't by choice that he just said no. I'm gonna, I'm going to re up no he was called up again but then when he got back to buffalo what what was he doing he was working at national gypsum oh yeah in clarence mm-hmm. in the mines Oh, True Welshman. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of Welsh relatives who worked in the mines in Pennsylvania. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and your mom, stay-at-home mom? Not forever. She ended up going back to work. She worked at AMA's. They both worked. Yeah. And I, as the oldest, of course, ended up as the little mother <laughs> of the family. Well, somebody's so got to take charge, Barb. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> How many siblings did you have? There were four of us. Four of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were what? Younger. My brother was three years younger. My sister's four years younger. And the, the one that just retired from the Air Force was 12 years younger. Mm. So... So you were in charge Well, mom was in Sometimes, M&A's. yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, somebody, it was good training. Somebody for... <laughs> had to be. It, it, yeah, good training for all yeah, Well, I, often the oldest does end up in that position in a family. Yeah, sort of the... yeah. So what's your first memory then of actual stage, being on stage, of actually, you know. Being on stage was the king and I. Yeah. Singing, for, dancing. For what? For whom? For high school. Oh, for high school. High school, yeah, yeah. But then nothing in elementary school? Except Girl oh, Scouts. Oh yes! And... Oh yes! Elementary school. My first, very first role mm-hmm. was in kindergarten as Mama Bear <laughs> <laughs> in the Three Bears, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah. 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 Oh. Isn't that funny how you can remember that? That stuff. Yeah. 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 But when the disease actually hit you, it hit me in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that sophomore year, Hamlet. Father Gabriel took us all to see the Shaw Festival, mm-hmm. which was just opening. The courthouse theater had folding chairs. And, oh. and then we went up to Stratford, and it hit 
that hit me. I said, I am going to be in theater. I want to work here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It made that big of an impression on you. Oh, yeah. But you were only in the audience. You were not. You no, weren't but I seeing had, the behind I had the done some Shakespeare stuff. by then. Mm-hmm. I had done Hamlet. Yeah. How wonderful that they afforded you these opportunities to go to Stratford and, and Shaw Festival. Fabulous. And so yeah, on. yeah. Yeah. He was well. He was my AP English teacher too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a tough taskmaster. Yeah. He would if we in a rehearsal if we were bogging down and slowing down too much or whatever he'd come up he'd be pounding the stage. Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. <laughs> All right, so then you, do you go to college for this? Oh, yeah. First, I got a, a scholarship basically for voice at Mercy College in Detroit. Because you were singing all through high school. <clears throat> yeah, or I had a voice teacher, that. too. Yeah, oh, you did? I got a voice teacher who happened to live on my street, and my mother found out about her, and so I started to take voice lessons then. So, yeah, I went to Mercy College. It was a small school. Mm-hmm. I did Magnolia and Showboat, Maria in the Sound of Music. Oh my The goodness. first time I've done so, I did Sound of Music four times. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> in summer stock. But you had the voice and you had the dance background. Yeah. So of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you about my last show in high school though was West Side Story. Oh. And it was the first school in the whole country to get the rights, and we got a letter from Leonard Bernstein. Oh my God. Honestly. How exciting. Isn't that? What a thrill. Yeah, yeah, what, what yeah. What a yeah, thrill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my So anyway, they, uh, my, my story was set in those days. But anyway, yeah. Did you have somebody in high school who was encouraging you, aside from? Father Gabriel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, someone who was encouraging you, you, you need to do this, you need to go on, yeah. you need to study this the, in, in college? The nun who directed the orchestra was a, converted from Judaism. Hmm. From New York, and she took me aside when I was deciding on schools, and she said, "Barbara, don't go to college; go to New York." <laughs> oh, well, you know, but, but you know, usually it's the opposite. They're saying, "Yes, no, I know." No matter what you think, Gabriel wasn't of that. Gabriel was more protective of his students. Mm-hmm. He didn't want us getting in with older people who were jaded in the theater uh, and so forth. He was protective, you know. Yeah. So he and he, I really did want to go to college. I wanted to learn more about theater, mm-hmm. so I was in the theater department there. It was a small one, though, so I did some good shows. And why there. that? Why Mercy? Through Father Gabriel, who also was a friend of the the head of the department at Mercy. I see. Mercy now is Mercy uh, Mercy U of D Mercy University of Detroit Mercy okay. University now. Oh, they joined. But uh, while I was there at school, I decided to leave and go to Wayne State University, which was a much bigger department I see. in downtown Detroit. Again, at somebody's instigation or, or somebody's suggestion? Well, or had you I had a, I had a bit own? of a falling out in the department there. They, they forced me into a show because I had a scholarship oh. uh, that I didn't want to do. I was working on a student project making a black box theater. Okay. And I, I was all involved invested in that and they forced me into this show me and my roommate into this show that I met Paul in oh okay well <laughs> so and, and and then I had a I was taking direction course and I directed I had I decided to direct the fantastics mm-hmm. and 
Paul got the role of El Gallo in oh, it because he's a singer too. He's a singer too. Mm-hmm. And why was the other show? Of, why did you have to be forced into it? You didn't like the play. You didn't like the script. You didn't. Well, the you other were show. Busy with other I'll things. Tell you, the other show the black was called. Box things. Yeah, I was busy and I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I had the direction project to do, but they needed voices. It was um, called. It's a medieval play called The Play of Daniel, sung in Latin. Oh dear. So imagine memorizing that no. in a week's time. That they put us in a week before we opened, you know. <laughs> Yike. I had had studied Latin in high school, so that helped. But <laughs> <laughs> I learned that singing Gregorian chant in fifth grade. Oh, Gregorian chant. Oh, yay, yay. Boy, you really did. But that, well, I don't even want to get into Gregorian chant. I just, all I remember were the notes were square. Yeah. Or, or rectangular yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a different scale. It was a different staff. It was... It, it's it, simplified, it, I guess. Yeah. It it stuck with me, though. I mean, we Paul and I both ended up singing in choirs here mm-hmm. um, as paid soloists. and Yeah. Yeah. This was at Mercy that you did the uh, the Fantastics? That was at Mercy. That was at Mercy. And then I took a, year, a half a year off. I taught school in Lake Orion, Michigan. Really? They what? needed teachers badly. Elementary? First grade, oh. 36 kids. Oh, they're cute, but that's a lot of that's kids. That's a lot of kids, yeah. <laughs> Eight different reading groups, two that couldn't read. Uh, uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was rough. But that's the summer I went and I did summer stock mm-hmm. in Coldwater, Michigan, a place called Tibbetts Opera House, hmm. named after a Victorian actor, singer Lawrence Tibbetts. Hmm. It was a Victorian, lovely little theater, and we yeah. did... Five musicals in 11 weeks. <laughs> how, did, how did you get that gig? Did you audition for that? Or did somebody say, um, oh, the, I, know, I know a guy who knows a guy, who, you know. The producer and directors were from Mercy. Um, so they, they knew, knew you. me. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So after eight days getting there, we opened South Pacific, which um, was days. a lot to learn. Eight days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then two of the roles I did, I had done before in Showboat. And Sound of Music, so mm. those, that was okay. I had, I had those under Little my ex- belt. Experience, you know? yeah, yeah. Then Paul and I played opposite each other in the Student Prince. Remember that old? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that. And then uh, we ended with Camelot. I see. And when you were at Mercy, was it strictly a theater program, or were there other things you had to take? With... I was trying to carry an art minor. That's what I'm getting at. Did you have another interest that you were English? And art. Mm-hmm. In fact, at Mercy, I designed a set one one of the summers. I worked. I did work study. I had to help pay for my school that way. Sure. So at Wayne, when I finally got to Wayne, and when did you did you graduate from Mercy? And then no, 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 no. no you went like no. At, I went right to Wayne. Year or sophomore yeah. year. I I actually declared myself an emancipated minor because I was under. 21 and became a state resident. Really? So I, it was a state school, so my tuition would be less. Oh, that's yeah. pretty smart. Yeah. And then I got a job in the costume shops. Mm-hmm. There were two shops full time. This is at Wayne now, you're At Wayne. About. Yeah. They had a full time shop for the repertory theater for the graduate studies, the Hillbury Classic Theater, mm-hmm. and the Bonstell Theater. I worked in both shops. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, I learned a lot there. All my interests were art yes, and creating, and my main focus was acting, of course. Of course, and, and singing. Um, and, 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 and yeah, but well, then I didn't sing there. I, um, 
I auditioned, or I did a small role in, on Wee's the Lark, which is about St. Joan. Mm. I did Brian Friel's Philadelphia Here I Come. I played Aunt Lizzie. And I played Serafina Della Rosa in Tennessee Williams for the Rose Tattoo. Oh, I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah. So that was my first foray into Tennessee Williams, yeah. and I loved Tennessee, Tennessee Williams. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were you taking courses in other technical things? Were they doing courses in set design and costume design and lighting design as they well? They were. In either of the schools. And did yeah. you have an interest in that? or? Just? Well, I believed that I should learn all that I could learn mm-hmm. as an actor. Mm-hmm. You have to know when your lighting isn't right. You mm-hmm. have to know... <laughs> stuff yes you know Mm -hmm. um, because there's so much that goes into it and I also enjoyed that stuff so (laughs) and it came in handy later on. yeah yeah so I did take costume design costume history yeah I took art history the art studies were helpful and I I learned a lot about scene painting Mm -hmm. design Mm -hmm. at Wayne then you also did the summer stock stuff and is there anything else that happens during the college years before graduation that, that you remember that was significant? Did you continue to do summer stock every summer? No. Well, first of all, as I was graduating, Paul and I graduated together. Okay. Mind you, he's a little older than I am. He was a little behind because he had been in the Franciscan Seminary for six years. Oh, so he didn't start in the same time you did, so he, I, I got you. Yes, but we ended up graduating together because... Mm-hmm. In the summer stock year, 66, we got engaged because mm-hmm. he came down to visit me there. They put him in the course. <laughs> 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 then the following summer, we got married, but we weren't graduated yet. We still had, I had two, two more semesters, maybe. But meanwhile, Vietnam was raging. Oh, yes, of course. And one month before we were to graduate, they tried to draft Paul. And he went to the draft board and he said, look, I'm about to graduate. Let me finish graduating and then I'll come in. Hmm. So in that one month's time, we got pregnant. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my firstborn, Heidi, was our miracle child. That didn't child. keep him out, though, did it? It did. It did it really? Because they made an error in his classification. classification. Mm-hmm. He thought he was 2S student. Yes. And then he would definitely have gone in. Mm-hmm. He was 1A all that time. Oh. But hadn't been called. Hmm. So there was like a glitch there, and he took the letter in from my doctor, and the woman's face fell. And she said, thank you, you don't have to come. Because he was 1A the whole time his eligibility was, was mm-hmm. up? Wow. Yeah. That's a stroke of luck. That It was. And meanwhile, he had been... Gosh, he was taking Air Force tests and all this different tests, which branch to go into mm-hmm, and all this, mm-hmm. you know. But he was out of the seminary. He was the most gentle, yeah, he nonviolent I'm person sure. they didn't I'd ever <laughs> known. Yeah. So, yeah, it, so it was really a stroke of good luck. It is. And, and so but you, so you, that you meant li- I couldn't go on to the Hillbury Classic and be in the uh, repertory theater, which I could have done. Yeah. But you were so, having a baby at this point. I was point. having a baby. <laughs> so we came. That tends to put moved, a damper on things. We moved to Buffalo. We were at my parents' house, and Paul was looking for work. PBS uh, seven, Channel 17 offered. He had a mass communications degree. Ah. 
he got an offer to job, but it was so <laughs> low paying, you know, yes. um, that he didn't take it. And he got a job with American Airlines. Okay. So he started working with them in scheduling. No booking, I guess. He worked at the Statler. Where they had an office. Yeah, yeah. Like a booking yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we had, we had Heidi. I'm trying to think now. And then he got transferred to New York City. With the airline? Huh. Yeah. I had Liz by then. Liz and Heidi are only 19 months apart. I see. So I started teaching at Clarence Middle School, junior high, called, called the junior high then. I was teaching speech and drama and English. Did you have a degree in? No, in, they were desperate for teachers. In those days, but yeah, I had yeah. a degree. I had a BFA in theater. Mm-hmm. So it was just those three classes which worked out well because... I worked in the middle of the day kind of thing, you know. Yes. But then I, I got pregnant with Lizzie. And uh, so through that year, while I was designing costumes for Bye Bye Birdie and doing the, that stuff at the junior high, well, for the I was school? also pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was <What>? busy. <laughs> well, you were paying your dues, I'll tell you I that. really was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, just after uh, I had her, that's when we, we moved to uh, – we got an apartment in New Jersey, but he commuted. Mm, okay. It was a terrible, hard year. Two so you all, all three of you, yeah, all four of you. Four of us. Moved down to New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. And I was without family with two little oh, that's babies. Tough. It was tough. Yeah. Nobody to babysit, nobody to call on. It's no, always you. No, 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 no. Yeah. And he would you know, leave at 7 in the morning, not get up home till 7 at night or something. But eventually he got laid off by American so we came back to collect our wits in Buffalo. He interviewed for a job with Connecticut General Life Insurance Company, and mm-hmm. boom, that became his career oh, good the rest for him. of his life. Yeah, 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 he's a financial advisor. So mm-hmm. you came back to Buffalo, and where were you, where were you living then? Clarence think. again or Harris Hill? Or? Well, for Harris Hill at my parents till we found a place. I see. And I think that's when we moved to Kenmore. Okay, okay. We've moved about 13 times before. <laughs> Settled down. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Nomads. Um, so when he started with Connecticut General, and I had the two babies, in 1974, when Heidi was four years old, I auditioned for the Keenan Center's production of Sartre's No Exit. Mm. Got the part of Estelle, the baby killer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it all makes perfect sense. Sure it does. Wow. That's when I met Brian LaTulip. He was also in it. I see. <laughs> it was a Keenan Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a community theater. Everything was community theater in, in those well, days. Well, everything was, yeah, yeah, because there was no central, except for Studio Arena. That was the only thing happening in Buffalo was yeah, Studio yeah, Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was your foray back into back theater? Back into theater in 74. When Heidi was, what, four, did you say? Four, and yeah. Liz was... Oh, three, three, two, two three and, and, and a half. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how I did that, I do not know. I so don't that, know how I've done it all through the years with little kids. I know, I know. It is tough. You know, but you find a way because you it's, do. It's, it's, because number one, it's your love, and number two, yeah. people know you now. And uh, you, once people <laughs> learned who Barbara was, then all of a sudden, <laughs> am I wrong about it, this? I mean, no, the, it was. I had a lot of opportunities, blessings, opportunities yeah. because. Once I got some experience showing myself around town, mm-hmm. the reason I, and the reason I go by Barbara Link Larue is Link was my maiden name, and mm-hmm. I figured it would be helpful that some people who knew me sure when 
Right. You know, and um, and the first the first real experiences that you're having in the quote unquote Western New York theater, yeah. you, you were already married and already Barbara Link, Larue, yeah, our, yeah. our dear friend, <laughs> our dear friend John Biscalia used to call you a uh, uh, boom 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 yes boom boom he Larue, did. Because he thought that it still sounded, lives to this day. <laughs> Some well, I people remember. <laughs> I remembered it. I remembered it. Biscalia, I did so much with him. I loved him. Oh, he was just. Sweet, the greatest, yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, you get your first, your feet wet again in, yeah. back in the theater. I'm trying to remember not, not the, even singing, the though. sequence it, it, it of was, these things. No, and I, I, to be honest, I loved doing musicals, mm-hmm. but to me, they're light. Yeah, I like. You like the the heavier stuff. I like the meatier stuff. Yeah, when I did. <laughs> In college, I did when I did Magnolia. My roommate and I were cast, double cast, because hmm. they had so many kids they wanted to use, you know. Yeah. And the director said she was Snow White and I was Lady Macbeth <laughs> in the role. Oh, so you? you I'm were... trying to remember in the '70s what I was doing. So you get your you get back in and you get your feet wet and then what happens after that and you don't have to name plays because I know that's hard to do but maybe if we talk about different companies yeah that that's what with, I did here I did yeah different um, groupings or, or different people yeah. who, in the seventies there was dinner theater yes uh, I did do one musical in dinner theater that was um, with the DJ players at Mr Anthony's right I was just going to ask you about Mr Anthony's yeah I mm-hmm. played the Baroness no little Cold water flat, have we? I, <laughs> you, know, you know the show. Yeah, I, I, um, I had played Maria twice, mm-hmm. and now I was playing the other love interest of Captain Von Trapp. Oh, um, okay. I remember DJ Elsa, uh, Elsa yeah, Schrader. Yeah, yeah. Elsa Schrader, yeah. And then the next person to come into Mr. Anthony's was Neil Raddus, and he yes. was going to do Oklahoma. Hmm. At that point, I forget what age I was, but he cast me as Laurie. In Oklahoma. But then he cast a Curly who was 10 years younger than me, and I thought, nope, I'm not going to do this. Uh, well, you were only <laughs> what, what, 26, 25? Uh, um, I mean. Yeah, I felt too old mm. to be with this Curly, you know. Ooh, I yeah. don't know. That brings me to what my feelings are about theater. It's it, For me, it's spiritual. It's a life commitment. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. spent important moments, of many of them, of my life doing this. Yes. You know, a lot of guilt when you have kids. Yeah, and <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And husband and all, you know. But you want to feel like you're in something that is you want, worthy, worthy of You're at the your... mercy of the, uh, the mm-hmm. writer, the lighter, the costumer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every cast It's a huge member. sacrifice to be there. So you better yeah. be spending your time in yeah. a worthwhile way. That's it. Uh, especially in your case, you have a husband who has a job. Yeah. So you can be afford to be a little bit choosy and, and yeah. not sacrifice. That was the first time I was choosy. I wasn't always carefully choosy. Right. Well, we've all... <laughs> you know, yeah. but I've worked with some great people here, yeah. I have yeah. to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Did you do the dinner theater circuit? Like almost because again, back in those days, there was just community theater, and then the only people who were paying anything were dinner theater. Dinner uh, and, theater, and yeah. Not a particularly high amount, but that was well, the only place. Well, it was... was helpful. Yeah, and I mean, I worked for Malik and Mime, and it was like eight shows a week. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I did Last of the Red Hot Lovers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, with them, with Bruce Gustafson. Do you remember him? I do remember Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was also in the DJ Players production that I okay. was in. That's when I first met him. And by this time, your name was spreading. Here's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, because I would. I started to get calls, and I, I also got into doing a lot of voice work, mm-hmm. radio and uh, yes, you know all that. I, Fred Keller... I remember Fred. I did those movies. Yes. I played the dead woman in one. The dead woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I met Patrick Duffy. They took the pictures of me at at Forest Lawn. I don't know why they picked there hmm. for a f- photo shoot. Well, you're playing a dead woman. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> and and, and That's Fred, Patrick Duffy. Fred King Keller. Fred, Frederick King Keller. Yeah, yeah. He says to... Keller, why are you killing her off so I marry that other one? (laughs) (laughs) This one alive. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So I did vamping and oh, what was the name of the other one? Anyway, two two things with them. So then another thing I did in the seventies was at the Jewish Center on on Delaware Mm -hmm. before JRT. With Arlene Bunis. I don't even remember that name. Well, I I, I know David Bunis. His ex-wife. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. She directed Milk and Honey. Okay. And I played the lead opposite Ray Edgar, who was the cantor of Def- Temple Beth Zion. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that, yeah. Uh, was he an actor? He was a singer. Yeah. A okay. be- wonderful, fabulous singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also did, uh, let's see, at Alleyway, I did... I did a Manny Freed play, Brothers for a That, with, again, Brian LaTulip, Keith Elkins, I think was in it. Sure, um, Keith. Yeah. I also did a musical by Grant Golden called Nobody's In. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that very, very vividly. <laughs> um. And Buff State, I did. I was cast as Grandma. At this age. At that age. Yeah, you're 30 now. Yeah. And, 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 and that's when I met Bess Brown. She was in Dear Friends and Gentle Hearts, which was a Stephen Foster play about mm-hmm. Stephen Foster, the composer. The composer, yeah. 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 Warren Enters directed. And what, what was it about State? What, what program was that? I mean, they had a big theater. They had theater. But it, was, but it was a theater program. It wasn't a... You weren't enrolled there. No. They, no, they brought me in. Oh, they brought you in. So They you were felt they needed they an had... older person to play grandma. <laughs> Holy cow! You can barely play grandma now. And you, and, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, I am. I have a twenty-three-year-old granddaughter. All right, so mine is sixteen. It's, it's yeah. A, yeah. So you have three grandchildren. Two, yeah. Uh, what is it? Two. Twenty-three. One's almost twenty-one, mm-hmm. and a nineteen-year-old. But I mean, two boys. The two, younger ones uh, are two boys. Uh, oh, then UB and Buff State did together. Which was fraught. A joint with, production? A joint production was fraught with politics. I bet. I did Fiddler on the Roof with Saul oh. at the Pfeiffer. Wow. Yeah. That must have been lovely, though. That was fun. I've got, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I. She, she, has all, she has this folder here in this. Uh, I just want to show it's you this. beautiful this, binder full of photos yeah. that I'm this looking was, at. This was in the Buffalo paper. A full page of me I and Roger Paolini mm-hmm. called me up and he said, I thought you died. 
Oh, because oh, because, because it looked like this, a tribute. It was the picture page in the Buffalo Globe. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like. Let's remember. It was huge. Let's remember the departed <laughs> yeah. Barbara Lee. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, you know, there were people around doing publicity. Like Darlene Hummert was fabulous at it. You know, mm-hmm. they got oh, yeah. all this stuff into the paper. And let me see if I can sort of crystallize some of this. So you, you really got your start in dinner theater then when after when Lizzie as was... As far as being ha- known in the area, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your start here. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, from dinner theater, then you then you got involved with other heavier things. Yeah. Straighter, and Another you, thing I got involved with was with Jean Hebburn, Jean Cairns I Jean Cairns, yeah, sure. She and I and um, Lenny Pappas, who was the drama teacher at Clarence High School started a little company called Way Off Broadway. Okay, all right. And we we performed at the junior high where I had taught. I see. It was your own company. The, th- the three it was of you. The, no, there was a whole board. There was. Oh, they, really? they set up a whole. The first thing we did was the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Mm-hmm. I played Mackay. Okay. Jean right. played Jean Brody. I, I get you. And I made all her clothes for that. I wow. made all the costumes. Wow. With some help, you know, some other people well, sewing, course, but course, I mean, but, but um, yeah. So anyway, that I did a few things. There. Were you one of the founding members of that? Yeah, then? yeah. Oh, Spoon River mm-hmm. Anthology. We did um, something called a melodrama, "The Night Is My Enemy." Mm-hmm. So that was another thing in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the first time I met you, and of course I had heard about you, but Richard the Third in uh, Shakespeare. Yeah. And uh, that was a summer. Thought, was that the first time? We that met? was the first time we met, I think. So that was, was 92, 1992, that was Richard III. Yeah. I know because that was the summer my dad died. Mm-hmm. Before that one, I had done Love's Labor's Lost with mm-hmm. Ray Leslie's music. Oh, yeah. I remember because I had heard of you. And I said, well, I'll see what this babe's got. And, <laughs> and, and, and I, I'll never forget seeing you. This is our eerie. And we were in those we were in those pale <laughs> white, white muslin, uh, uh, muslin costumes. Yeah, and wasn't that the the summer that it was freezing? It was always cold. I remember well, us the first huddling in the in the trailer in the back. One of the ones I did was Merry Wives of Windsor, mm-hmm. which is the one I won the first Artie Award for Merry Wives for Mistress Page. Is that right? That was the hottest summer. <laughs> Kay Long from Studio Arena I directed Kay, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And the costumer made everything out of upholstery material. Uh, <laughs> they had to was, peel them off of us. I swear that's the rule at Shakespeare. It, 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 <laughs> if it's going to be a cold summer, you're in yeah. a light, you, you know, you're in bikinis. Yeah. And if it's a hot summer, you're in upholstery, <laughs> wool, and... and, and uh, yeah. yeah. They were gorgeous costumes. Yeah. Believe me, it was a wonderful costumer. Yeah. But Richard III... That, I'll never forget that. Well, Hear me, you pastors. wrangling pirates, oh, the fallout was... and sharing that which you have peeled from me. <laughs> oh, it was it was wonderful. It was fun. Because I had a very small role. I was Hastings. They killed yeah. me yeah. after the first act. Oh, yeah. So I got to spend a lot of time watching you. You know what? Thinking back, do you have, like, favorite memories that you just say? Because there are so many. So many yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you, do you think back at something that you go, I'll never forget this happened, or I'll never forget working with this. Did you have a favorite place to work? We don't have to talk about the ones that were not favorite places. <laughs> Let's talk about places that were favorite places to work. You worked at the Cavanoke? I worked at the Cavanoke. Yeah. I had, yeah, I, I did one, two, three, four, five, six 
shows there. Mm. I love the Grand Manor, playing Catherine Cornell. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. The importance of being earnest, I did there, but it was after I did it for the I- ICTC, mm. for Irish. Mm-hmm. I loved, I loved the importance of being earnest there. Yeah. yeah. At the Irish. At the Irish, yeah. yeah. Lion in Winter, I loved doing, and Prime, Prime of Miss Jean Brody. Yeah. That was at the Calumet. Right. Well, I was there with you at the, yeah, pri- yeah, at the yeah, Prime. Yeah. I was Teddy. Yeah, in, I know. In the Prime of Miss Jean Brody. Yeah, that was yes, fun. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was interesting space. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was not easy. No. Did I you did. miss doing musicals? Did you wish you could uh, do more of them? Well, I actually did. I did a couple more, and I don't know if a lot of people saw them. I did them at Art Park. Hmm. I did um, back in the days when Art Park was producing things, mm-hmm. or was it a, this a Niagara? Because Niagara did things there too. Niagara, Niagara did, yeah. And they, they and Brother Augustine got involved in the shows. I did. Does that or how was, I first met him? Or, or was uh, <clears throat> Randy doing them then? No, Randy wasn't. Okay. I did Funny Girl. I ended up at the last minute. I was. I've had one role, and the woman playing Mrs. Strakosh was from New York. A lot of people were from New York. Hmm. In that show, it was full, almost full equity. Did you ultimately join Equity? Oh yeah, nineteen. Yeah, yeah. at Studio Arena. Yeah, I did a flea and her ear there. Okay, that was fun. That was a fun role. Mm-hmm. I played Olamp. She was the uh, madam who ran the whorehouse <laughs> 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 in, in a Fado Fado farce. Fado I had farce. this fabulous costume, and they made this hand done wig for me. Beautiful. Oh, those were the days when they spared no expense. Oh yeah, it was. was yeah, it was. There. It was fun to work there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny girl. Anyway, I was playing one part, and uh, the the day before we opened, Mrs. Strakosh, who was from New York, broke her leg backstage. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> so the director says, <clears throat> "Could you stand in for her? We're opening tomorrow." Yeah. I said, "Okay." I, I came in in the morning and learned her song, did her choreo- learned her choreography and songs and stuff. And her side, you know, they had musicals. They have sides mm-hmm. that with just very just few your, lines. Yep, yep. <laughs> so the side was on the poker table where we play poker during the scene. You know, okay. so I, in case I lost, you my could glimpse place. at it. I mean, I had done the scenes as another character. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so and then my my salary. This was, you know, what our salaries are here. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, my salary was pretty good playing the other role, but Strakosh was a bump up. So it was a, like the most I've ever made. <laughs> really? Yeah. In, was that one of those deals where they, where I, th- I believe they rehearsed for eight days and then opened? No, we had long, I'm, well, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I think we had longer rehearsal period than mm-hmm. that. Uh, a woman named Alex Corey from New York played the role. She okay. got good, very good reviews. And again, it was produced by Art Park themselves? Yeah. 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 They used to do, sometimes do opera too, but it, it becomes unaffordable hmm. with big orchestras yes. and all that, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Then the other one I did there was another production of The Sound of Music. I played the Mother Abbess. Wow. And got to sing Climb Every Climb Mountain. Every mountain. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Oh, I bet yeah. that was lovely. Yeah. One day, you know, I it was exciting it was such a huge stage, and the woman playing Maria was, had been Morgan Brittany had been on Dallas. <laughs> I remember her, Morgan yeah, yeah, Brittany, yeah. beautiful yeah. dark hair. So she was yeah. playing Maria. So, but I, one Brittany, day I'm, wow. I sang. I finished my song. I finished "Climb Every Mountain," and I looked, and I noticed backstage 
all the stagehands were standing there <laughs> watching me sing. Listening to a real singer sing. Yeah. That was really a thrill. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, they, they got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can watch Morgan yeah. talk her way through the song, or we can watch Barbara yeah. sing. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, Sheila McCarthy was in that, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. You've worked with a lot of yeah. really great people. Good people. Great yeah. people. Yeah. Um, Saul, a number of times. Death mm-hmm. of a Salesman at yes. the Cav. Yes. Um, that must have been wonderful. I wish I'd seen it. I don't know why I never saw that. It was a good production. Yeah. Michael Carr was Michael in Carr it. Michael Carr was mm-hmm. in it, right. Yeah, and um, oh, Long Day's Journey in Tonight I did with Saul, Vincent, Mm-hmm. Where was that? At the Kavanoke? At the Pfeiffer. Oh, at the Pfeiffer. Yeah, it was something that Saul and Vincent pulled together. Mm. Fortunato Pesamendi directed it. No kidding. Yeah. And that, that was one of the toughest parts I think I've ever done. Yeah. Now, just before COVID hit, I had prepared a year to do Three Tall Women. That's right, for, and I, I kept waiting for second generation. For second generation, yeah. And uh, we were ready to open in one week's time. Isn't that something? That Friday before we were to open, Everything we shut, shut down. down. Yeah. And there's been no talk of bringing that particular one back? They talked about it. There was talk about bringing it back. Yeah, it, you know, being older, and now, you, I don't know about you, but I have things like arthritis. and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you so I, str- yeah. I struggled in the rehearsal space just getting up to the room because the stairs, oh, the that, long those stairs stair. were unbelievable. In that church, you know what I'm mm-hmm, talking about mm-hmm. for a second generation? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, probably at that time my hearing was starting. I was wondering, I'm not, am I picking up cues? I'm not, you know, I was struggling a bit. Mm. This is before you got hearing aids. Yes. But it was when you were learning that you were needing. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I did not know. Pa, my, my husband and my daughter, who Liz, has moved back home again oh, from okay. L.A. after 27 years. <laughs> well, good, I guess. I'm glad to have somebody back. Yes, I'm really glad that's, to that's have right. her back because yeah. we missed a lot of years there. Oh, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You, did. you were asking about other, uh, I loved working for Road Less Travel. Yeah. I loved country house oh it was beautiful that was another show i love and they've got a great theater here I mean, yes i love I'm it sure you'll be i love it yeah something. oh i hope so yeah. i know when they were talking about doing three tall women again they wanted it to, to do it right when scott wanted to do a play with me oh. at that point having had covid paul mm. went through a boat in the hospital with it. oh dear it was terrible and you know at my age and everything, I was so worried about it. It gets more and more dangerous. I for said, us. "Well, I don't, I don't it. know if I'll be available. I'm sorry, I just can't promise." Mm-hmm. You know, so neither one of them. And then it ended up all all that stuff was canceled anyway. Yeah, yeah. Any favorite people that you worked with that you just say, or, or people who are long gone, like our friend John, that you just John say, was a, a laugh a minute. Uh, he was Do a you laugh. remember? Coming to re- every rehearsal, he said he'd say to me, "You got an aspirin?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I've got funny stories. I've I, got. I know it. We could go on and on. I remember John had a T-shirt that said, "I can't. I have rehearsal." That was <laughs> that his was t-shirt. good. Yeah. 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 I, oh, I did a lot. I forgot about that. I did a lot of um, work with John in 
young audiences with a group oh, called yeah. the Wonder Makers. Oh, I forgot about the Wonder Makers. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, which was a group that performed for for children's shows everywhere. Yeah, yeah every. All plus, we did one the at the we did some at the Alleyway and the Lancaster Opera House. Yeah, was this? Do you remember? Was this before Toy actually? Toy didn't go out into the schools. Right, really. you guys went. All so over we the, we were like guest troop. artists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we traveled all around Western New York doing that. I had done that in at Wayne mm-hmm. in a children's theater thing too. I see. I see. I enjoyed it. I I uh, I did all the so-called scenery with fabric. Was that Gail? Gail uh, Golden. Golden. Yeah, uh, yeah. She okay. was the writer, and mm-hmm. yeah, I made this big quilt, which I do a lot of quilting. Really, a big quilt that said "Wonder Makers" <laughs> that we'd hang up, mm-hmm. and then I had I made all these uh, chair covers for folding chairs to make furniture. Oh my God, you know. you're so handy. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I'll be honest with you. I did all of that stuff too, and it was all terrible. Well, that I did. I don't know if I didn't talk about the Queens players in Williamsville. And that was again a community theater. Uh, well, or were they? We were theater? trying to be more professional. Mm-hmm. It was Lenny Pappas and my friend Jerry Fouries. Okay, and um, we all met at St. Mary's High School. So that mm-hmm. and that was the name of our group at the school. So that's why we named it. And it was in Williamsville in the Meeting House in Williamsville. The meeting House, sure. Yeah. I was there so once. I did Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Glass Menagerie. You have a list of. Uh, you know, royal family. Quite a list of whose life is it anyway? Plays. Lion and Winter. Another Lion and Winter. Yeah. Did you ever have a play that got away that you just, or a role that you wanted to do, but now you've aged out of it, or or someone else got it just when you at the right moment? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got one. I got one that got away from me, but then I got back. Oh yeah, what's that? At the Kavanoki, David Lamb, and he swears this didn't happen, but it did. <laughs> He cast me as Lady Bracknell. Yes. With him and Chris O'Neill. Chris O'Neill, yes, yes. <laughs> as in, the love in, interest. Uh, the important, right? Right. So a day or two before rehearsals were to begin, he called me and he said, I'm sorry, I've decided to give your role to John Biscalia. Yikes. Yeah. That's very odd. Very odd. Yeah, and yeah, Bob, yeah. that never happened. <laughs> yeah, he I doesn't believe it happened, but it happened. <laughs> anyway, nice. I got to do it twice after that. So Where did you do it? At ICTC. Oh. And again at the cab. David called me. He was doing it again there, directing it. And Gene Cairns was playing Lady Bracknell. And it was toward, way towards the end of her life. Mm-hmm. She was struggling. Oh, and dear. one week before they opened, I came because I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was that was not that was that wasn't fun to. No, no, that's not a circumstance that you'd like yeah, to be able yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to think of. Um, done oh. Hamlet four times. Really. High school, three times for Shakespeare. Always Gertrude. Always go to. Well, who else? The only other person you could have been. Was, <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bill Ganta with and Paul Todaro were the two that I played with in Hamlet. In Hamlet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, Lancaster Opera House, 2015, was a good experience. I was with Adriano Gatto as my son in Glass Menagerie. Glass Menagerie, yes. Yeah, yes. not many people who, saw it. Who was the producer of that? Was that when uh, was uh, the La- first Opera time? House. That was, I think that might have been the first show that they actually produced themselves. Yeah. They were a presenting house. Yeah. 
And but that now, might have been their first foray into producing yeah. it themselves. And no, nobody, hardly anybody came to see Isn't it. Isn't that odd? Kevin Leary directed it. I don't know if you know him. I don't he, know that name. He was fantastic director mm-hmm. for it. But I, I actually got the Buffalo Spree Award. Mm-hmm. I, they caught, they sent me a letter saying, would you come to the big Buffalo Spree yep. thing? And yep, I yep. thought, well, what's that about? I don't, I don't know what that, that's about. <laughs> I had a Little League game to go to. Like, come on, priorities, yeah. <laughs> a Little League game. And I had no idea, but it, I got the award for, for that. Yeah. Oh, but that was a fun, fun role, too. Three Tall Women, if I could have accomplished it, it w- would have been an accomplishment, but it's not a fun play to watch. Really? I don't know anything about it, except I was looking forward to Edward it. Edward Albee. Yeah. 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 It's hard, yeah. hard stuff, and hard stuff to play. Yes. The other time that affected me, a play, uh, Whose Life Is It Anyway? I played the quadriplegic. Oh, really? And that affected me, choosing suicide, you know? Mm-hmm. You won a Focus Award, you said, right? Yeah, three of them. Three of them. I think three. Artie Awards? Artie Awards, I won the first one, Grand Manor. I was in a couple of uh, outstanding ensembles. I've Mm -hmm. I've had nominations. Nice. I also worked with Opera Sacra. Mm. You weren't an opera singer, though, were you? Or could you? Uh, I could have been. You could have been. Paul and I actually did a recital once in Michigan, in Detroit. Mm Mm-hmm. He had been. He studied voice again for a while. Um, yeah, I sang "O Mio Babino Caro." You know that one? I don't know. I don't. I, I know. You'd nothing. recognize it. <laughs> I know nothing about most things. Mozart. We did a Mozart really... duet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have the enough drive for that. Well, even theater. I mean. Speaking of drive, did you ever at any point after the kids were, had grown up a little oh, bit? Oh, I went through agony. Yeah. Agony. But did he? But Paul would say. Go to New- you can go to New York. You can go ahead. Go on. That's what I'm saying. And I went, I auditioned a few times. You know, I went, when I was doing Death of a Salesman, I flew to New York. They were opening another production of it, and they were looking for people. But they brought the whole Chicago company. I forget who was it. That? Mm. Brian Dennehy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I went and stood in the equity line, and I auditioned, you know, and I had, I was doing Linda, but it was just a, an understudy. They were looking for an understudy yes, for Linda to yes. play the secretary role. Didn't get it, so <laughs> they brought the whole company from Chicago. So hmm. I can't get over that picture. That how, how old were you there, roughly? Thirty. Thirty. About yeah. thirty. Yeah. I have one of my daughter who, and she, we look alike in, at that age. Well, oh, you had beautiful daughters. I I remember meeting them. Yeah, they're beautiful girls. They yes, are. Yes, they are. This was one article I saved. I don't know if you ever have this love-hate relationship with the theater. I've always loved it. It's I've been driven to do it. But this was a director who retired, famous director Jonathan Miller. I remember Jonathan Miller. Yes, he did he a bunch quit. of Shakespeare things for PBS. <clears throat> he went back for to, Britain, to medicine actually. to work in medicine. Exactly, he was he a said, doctor. Skeptical friends believe that Miller will soon return to the theater, but he insists he is through with the stage for this lifetime. As for the next, he admits, I imagine coming before God to justify myself. And I know where he will send me, not to heaven, but back to the theater. (laughs) (laughs) It is a love-hate thing. It is. You can't get away from it, and yet. The whole business with critics, I used to Mm -hmm. keep a thing in my wallet that your your opinion of me is none of my business. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. That's very nice. But this one came in one of my equity uh, mailings. Okay. 
A letter came to me a few years ago from a long-retired actress who had, as a youngster, been taken to see Edwin Booth play King Lear. It seems that towards the end of the play, when the mad Lear was brought face to face with his daughter Cordelia, there was a sharp pause. Then, for a second that couldn't quite be caught or measured, a startled, desperate, longing flicker of near recognition stirred somewhere behind the old man's eyes, and then nothing. The entire audience rose without thinking to its feet. It didn't cheer. It simply stood up. It was though a single electrical discharge had passed from one body on the stage instantaneously through a thousand bodies in the auditorium. Something had been plugged into a socket. Two forces had met. This meeting is what the theater is all about. It is its greatest power. The theater gains its natural and unique effect not from the mere presence of live actors or the happy accident of an occasional lively audience, but from existence of a live relationship between these two indispensable conspirators, signaling to one another through space. That's a beautiful way to end this. Thank you so much, Barbara. This has been delightful. Thank you. As I knew it would. <laughs> I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> well. <laughs> I didn't sleep. I, did, I thought, what, what if I don't remember stuff? You know? well, I think you did very, very well. <laughs> Because it doesn't really matter what a groundhog says because this is Buffalo and it can be zero degrees yesterday and today it's 48. Oh, why bother? Well, that was Barbara Link LaRue. I hope you enjoyed that. She is a delightful lady. She was so worried that she was going to screw things up and forget stuff, but of course she didn't because when you're talking about stuff you live through, you got it down. So that's it for this episode of RLTP's Off-Road. I have to tell you how excited I am about the next interview. It comes opening week of The Thin Place, which opens February 23rd at the RLTP Theater, 456 Main Street. And the interview is with the playwright himself, Lucas Nath. Fascinating guy interesting interview. He's one of the people I really looked forward to talking to, and boy, he didn't disappoint. Interesting guy. You will enjoy it just as you will really enjoy The Thin Place at RLTP. And I also should tell you that when you get there, be prepared for a bit of a thrill when you see the newly expanded lobby with a newly expanded bar. You no longer walk down a little tiny hallway to reach the box office window. It's all open and it is spectacular. So get your tickets for The Thin Place. Go to roadlesstraveledproductions.org to get your tickets. A great play, a lot of fun, spooky, but also fascinating. The Thin Place by Lucas Nath, and we will talk to Mr. Nath another amazingly young but accomplished playwright next time here on RLTP's Off-Road with me, Pete Pomisano. Pomisano.